0: Do you love reading magazines? Do you have a keen eye for details? If you would answer yes to both of these questions, you might want to consider becoming an editorial designer. I'm Martin Perhiniak graphic designer, instructor, and founder of Yes, I'm a Designer. We are teaching creative tools and techniques and provide inspiration to anyone interested in graphic design and illustration. In this episode, I will go through over 35 editorial terms and definitions you need to be familiar with if you are planning to design magazines. We will learn about kickers, stand firsts, bylines, pull codes, and so much more. Join me if you want to learn about the terms and techniques used to create outstanding magazine spreads. So first and foremost, you have to always think about the full spread when you are designing something for a magazine. So instead of paying attention to individual pages, you always consider the full spread. when a reader opens up the magazine, they will look at both pages roughly at the same time, so their eye scans across very quickly. And even if the spread has an article on one side and an advert on the other side, there should still be some form of harmony or consistency between them. Now, of course, when it comes to an actual article, the first spread of the article is the invitation for the reader to start reading that. And you have to really make a good job in combining those two parts of the spread. So there's three main factors with which you can grab someone's attention for your spread. The first one is the layout or the composition of the spread. The second is the image that you use or the main image. And then the third one is the headline. These three are obviously very related to each other, so your composition relies on a good placement of the image and the headline, or a good combination of them. But out of all the textual elements, the headline is definitely the most crucial one on your spread. It is quite common for headlines to use display type, which is not just a single font, but it's usually a custom designed font or hand lettering that really suits the theme of the article. The placement of the headline is usually on the top left side but it can also be on the right and some cases it can also be at the bottom or on the far left or far right. The reason why it's good to place it on the left side is because naturally we are starting to scan the spread from left to right and starting from the top left through the bottom right that obviously can be different when you have your magazine in Arabic. You would probably have it mirrored and have things starting from the right. Headlines are usually really big, so in terms of the hierarchy within the composition, they should be really the dominant element, definitely larger and more robust compared to the other textual elements within the spread. Now in some cases the headline itself can be using different formatting, but this still forms a single unit when put together when you have a short text above a headline we normally refer to that as the kicker now usually just below the headlines is what we call the intro stand first or deck and this is usually covering in a nutshell what you are going to read about within the article so it really entices you to start reading but it also acts as a bridge between the headline and the body copy And since we are talking about body copy, that is the largest textual element within your article, and the readability is crucial. So you have to pay attention to the line length to make sure it's comfortable to read the text, so two long lines or two short ones are not ideal. You probably want to set it to around 45 to 80 characters in each line, and that's already with the spaces included. Now, remember when I said the two sides of your spread should be considered as one unit. Even though we have a very distinct left and right side, there's still a lot of repetition that helps to unite them together. And unity in design is very important. Now, usually there's one element that comes straight after or attached to the intro. That's what we call the byline. It's just simply by and then the author's name. Now when there is no intro the first paragraph can be considered the lead that is emphasized with the bold formatting that really leads you into reading the rest of the copy. Now another term that you might hear mentioned when it comes to the first paragraph or even the lead of an article is not graph or not graph, which is an editorial slang for a sentence that summarizes the rest of the article without giving out too much detail. So it's almost like the thesis of what you are going to read about. And some may argue that the lead and the knot graph is exactly the same thing, some people would say it's different, but generally within your first paragraph in the body copy you can include something that's again a little bit more elevated than the rest of the body copy. Now another important thing that you need to keep in mind when you work with body copy is that you should have a standardized baseline throughout the whole spread, which means that the lines, even if they are in different columns, should match the position, so they should be aligned to each other. Now the next textual element in terms of hierarchy would be the subhead which is usually within the body copy columns or frames and these help to break up large chunks or blocks of text. Structure and hierarchy is extremely important with magazine design because there's so many elements, so much information. You really need to guide your reader through the spread to make sure that they can find the relevant information because, believe me, most readers are not reading in the order that you want them to read. They jump around, but by having these... Subheads, for example, you really give them entry points into different areas where they can go. And they might actually read eventually the whole article, but maybe not in the order that it was set up to be read. Now, another very important distinct textual element within a spread is the pull quote. These are usually picked from the body copy and highlighted as like essential reads from the story and something that really is exciting and interesting. Once again, these are to draw attention to the article. So sometimes you might flick through the magazine and you see a pull quote that pulls you into the article. They don't always have to be quotes. So it doesn't have to be that someone said. It can be just a summary or like an interesting fact. So it's really up to you as a designer to decide what should be highlighted in Codes. And of course, pull codes doesn't always have to break up the structure of the body copy. They can actually be independent, so they can be on the side, a very sophisticated, subtle way of placing the pull code on the bottom left side. Now, another important part for giving structure to the magazine within a spread would be the header and footer. In the header, you would normally place something about the article, whether it's a recurring part of the magazine, and that indicates that this current article falls in that category, or it can be something more specific, like, let's say, the celebrity's name who is covered within that article. This is especially useful if you have multiple spreads and you want to make sure the reader knows that they are still reading about the same thing. The footer normally holds a little bit more information. One of the crucial elements is the folio or page number, which normally you would want to place on both sides, but if you only place it on one side, it's better to use the right side within the spread. The footer can hold additional information like the URL, website or it can also be the date and there can even be notes and references placed here. Now, in some instances, being playful with certain elements of your design can set the tone of the article or even the whole magazine. Another term that you might sometimes hear is running head or running feet. Once again, this is an element that carries on throughout a couple of pages to indicate a chapter or section within the magazine. Because as we go along and go to the other page, we again have the same design there. Before going on and covering more textual elements, I'm going to stop and talk a little bit about images. So whenever you place in images, there's two important things that you need to remember. First of all, is to have a caption for them and to credit the artist, whether it's a photographer or an illustrator. In some cases, you would see captions individually for each image, but the common practice would be also to combine them together and just simply refer to images as left, right, bottom. To simplify the credits in case all the pictures were taken for an article by the same photographer you can also include the name at the beginning within the byline section it is kind common that other contributors are also named in the byline section. Now there's many different ways of adding the captions. They can be boxes overlapping an image, or they can be written over the images. And in these cases, usually it should be at the bottom, where it's written, not on the top. Because it can get confusing if you move captions around. It's again good to have a system for them. But this is again a rule that you can break if it makes sense. doesn't mean that you always have to follow all of them. It's about being flexible and adapt the rules to the actual situation that you have in a spread. There's another term quite important to learn in print design. It's the bleed, which is usually important when you place images on your spread. Whether they are smaller images or they are covering the whole spread, you would most likely want them to go all the way to the edge and this is where you need to make sure that you have bleed. Now the bleed is usually additionally three millimeters outside of the final print size which then gets trimmed and whenever you set up the images in InDesign you just have to make sure that the actual boundary or the edge of the image goes all the way to the edge of the bleed so that three millimeters will be sacrificed to make sure that you get a perfectly printed edge now there's a big variety of images that you can use whether they are illustrations uh, infographics or photography and it can even be a combination of these however Once you pick a certain style, let's say a style of illustration, that should carry along in the whole article. So it is common if there is an illustrator commissioned to work on an article, they would be covering all of the graphical elements necessary. Once again, this is about to assure the repetition and unity within your design, which definitely is one of the most important things to make it look professional. Now for images that run across a spread, so it covers both sides we normally call them double truck or run around doesn't necessarily mean that it's an image in the background and then you put text on top of it. There can be clever ways of integrating your type behind and in front and create a bit more perspective or depth within your spread. And that's again a very important goal for you as a designer because if you can make a two-dimensional plane, which is the magazine spread, into something that feels more three-dimensional, your readers will be more drawn into entering that space that you created. And there's one more term about images worth mentioning, and that is photo package, which usually is referred to a cluster of images combined, whether into a column or even to a single row, or even when they are overlapped and stack on top of each other. Now, when we refer to the save zone within the design, we normally refer to everything within the margins. And the margins are those invisible outside edges that make sure that text doesn't get too close to the edge. Once again, there can be exceptions like the running head and the footer at the bottom with the folios. But apart from the outside margins, you have to also pay attention to the inner margins, which we normally refer to as the creep. And this is where you would have the binding or the spine of the magazine. So apart from keeping things away from the edges, it's probably even more important not to place anything important in this central section of the spread. And that applies to both the textual elements and also the imagery. This is why planning is so important. And the editor should always communicate with the illustrator who is commissioned to work on the same article. Now, of course, you cannot always avoid to have no important detail around the spine or creep, that the designer paid attention not to have the text on the creep. All the textual elements are still safe and far away So it's still going to be legible once the final print comes out. Now, you might recall that I mentioned in the first part of this video that the main textual element within your spread is always going to be the body copy. And this is where the readability is the most important aspect of your design. So you would end up usually using columns to divide up the text, making sure that your line length is not too long. And when it comes to creating columns, you would end up also having a gutter or LE, which is the negative space within the columns. The size for this really depends on the text size and the line length as well but essentially what you want to assure is there's enough visual difference between the two sides so your readers won't end up jumping from one side to the other accidentally. In some cases you can push the limits a bit and use very narrow columns. It's not really comfortable to read once again, it's a little bit too short of a line length but because there's justification used which creates a very sharp edge on the right instead of having ragged lines. So in these cases, you might also be able to reduce the size of the gutter or alley between the columns. Remember, readability should be your number one priority and not the stylistic formatting of text. When it comes to dividing columns, you could also use a down rule, which would be a graphical element dividing the columns. So in this case, these are just simple lines. Now, there's another very common element within a magazine spread, which has several different names. When you have an additional little article within the article, it's like a side story that relates to the article itself. There's many names for this, so it can be called panel, box out, box copy, sidebar, and also secondary coverage. There are slight differences between all of these but essentially they all relate to these additional separated or isolated details which usually helps tell a complete story beside the main body copy. Now these should be visually separated and different from the rest of the body copy and the rest of the magazine spread. So that's just to make sure that the reader will know exactly when to read that. They can decide to read it first before they end up reading the body copy or afterwards. It's completely up to them. But you as a designer just have to make sure it's isolated. That can be by using a different font, a background color, and it can really vary in size. Sometimes it can even take up half of the page. However, the most common placement for these elements would be on the right edge of the spread. Panels can also be more graphic instead of just relying on text and once again helping or assuring that this is isolated enough to become a panel or box out. And since we are talking about frames, lines, of course, are also important elements within a magazine spread. They can help to guide the reader and direct their attention to certain details. We have a rule, for example, just underneath the headline. Or we have an eyeline, which we normally call when a line runs across the entire spread. This is another way to visually unify the two pages. And last but not least, we need to talk about white space or negative space, which is all the empty areas within your magazine spread. These are just as crucial as all the other elements that we already talked about, because without a good balance between the negative and positive space, you would end up having a cluttered and claustrophobic design. And by the way, drop cap is another term that's used for defining these large first characters that can work again as a good entry point or focal point in the design. But coming back to negative space, by having a lot of it really intensifies the rest of the elements and it gives a little more breathing space. So usually the more you use negative space, the more elegant and luxurious your magazine spread will feel like. I hope you found this episode of the Yes, I'm a Designer podcast useful and will motivate you to keep on learning whatever you decide to master. Subscribe to our newsletter if you want to be notified about our latest projects and receive weekly doses of inspiration and insight into the creative industry. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube and watch our weekly videos released every Monday. And follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and Pinterest. Don't forget to send us an email to info at yesimadesigner.com if you have anything to share or say about this episode or if you want to propose future topics for us to cover in this podcast. If you want to start learning from us, we recommend to join our Pro Membership, which will give you access to all of our courses and a lot of premium features, like getting personalized reviews of your submitted designs. You can find links in the description to all of our platforms and everything else related to the things we talked about in this show. Thanks a lot for listening and have fun learning.